Howdy. This is a uh, fuck. Welcome to the fail. Uh, no, no, I got this. I got this. All right. Welcome to the art of the fail. This is a podcast hosted by Christian Borgazan, co-founder of Bruja, and myself, Chris Buttonham, co-founder of Obi.ai. We chat with startups and entrepreneurs about their failures in hopes to uncover incredible lessons and unmask the stigma around failing today. <laughs> Nobody likes this shit. Let's just get started with the show. All right. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, round two, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Some background information or details. For yeah, you, this, for is, uh, this is the first podcast um, that we're creating together called the art of the fail and we just had well i i just had an epic fail so i'll we'll get back to that let's <laughs> we'll get back to that it's, it's a team thing yeah. <laughs> you know? i can't i can't let a man down <laughs> go down by himself i appreciate that yeah, yeah you never leave me in the trenches no so what don't, okay why don't we do this we'll introduce ourselves then we'll talk about the format and then get into the the fails okay yeah let's do that okay you want to go yeah, first? yeah yeah again? sure so, my name is Chris Buttonham. I am the uh, co-founder and CEO of a company called Tacit, um, or Obi. Uh, we we rebranded, and that's it's our product name. So that's basically what you'll see everywhere. Um, but first and foremost, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, always have been. Um, started a few companies when I was younger. Um, registered my first business when I was 15. Um, really. I went to I went to McMaster for um well I went to McMaster here's a fuck up went to McMaster for uh, business school and then they kicked me out cuz I failed calculus so after um, year 1 yeah 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 they don't they don't have that rule anymore but anyway Oh they got rid of that? Yeah. Oh. I was fucking retarded. Um uh, and so that's why I'm in Hamilton I actually grew up in in Caledonia. Um, but I was, I was close enough. Yeah. Close right. enough. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that's probably, yeah. I mean, that's probably why I didn't do so hot at, at the group is cause I was building businesses while I was, while I was at, uh, at Mac. That's a, um, that's a good reason. That's a better reason than just yeah. not going to class yeah, or, of course. <laughs> you know, sleeping in. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Um, and so a little bit of background on Obi. So, um, Obi is a chatbot that um, lives inside like the workspaces teams already use. So if you're familiar with a platform called Slack or any other workplace collaboration tool like Microsoft Teams, um, that's where Obi um, integrates to. And he can help teams um, basically access and organize their collective knowledge um, conversationally. So it's kind of like Siri, uh, but for businesses. So you'll just uh, ask Obi a question, um, and he'll help fetch you the appropriate answer uh, or resource uh, based on your question. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me, a little bit about uh, my startup. Sweet. Yeah. My turn now. All right. My name is Christian Borgesan, and I'm one of the co-founders, and I'm the head of growth and marketing with a company called Bruja. So... In a nutshell, Bruja, we're an event listing and online ticketing platform, you could say, that helps event organizers streamline the process of listing their events, creating events, and more or less just managing their events activities and, and selling tickets for those events. And on the flip side, we've also built out this explore functionality on the platform that 
I would say it is used to connect people, um, event goers, or, or people looking for these local experiences. Um, and to, that's what I them. love most yeah. about Bruja is like I'll follow you guys on social or check out the Explore tab and just like, like I'm kind of a loser, and so I don't I don't I'm not like you. I don't I don't I'm not in the know, and so Bruja makes me in the know. And actually, like makes me think that you know hamilton is cool yeah it is you you would be surprised many people would be surprised yeah. there's actually quite a quite a lot of things um happening yeah in the hamilton scene yeah. right mm-hmm. cool sweet round two so that's all right so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that yeah that's me in a nutshell i don't know i'm an entrepreneur i'm a founder i'd like to think that i'm a stand-up guy you are oh, you my are, man of course right back at you buddy <laughs> and uh yeah born and raised hamiltonian i think that's why i just like love my city so much is because i i've seen it go through many different phases and now it's uh it's it's a good time to be in the hammer yeah right? yeah of course um up and coming everyone loves an underdog story exactly yeah um so cool so the format of our podcast uh we haven't quite decided um we'll fail and iterate along the way yeah, probably like bi-weekly or or weekly or monthly podcasts um aim for about a half hour um because you guys probably can't stand us for any more anything longer than that <laughs> i can't stand myself <laughs> yeah. anything longer yeah. than that and um so the format is we will start off we'll do like fail of the week or whatever between yep. us yep and then we'll have hopefully have some awesome guests i think we've got some people lined up yeah, we, yeah we've about. got some pretty uh, cool guests lined up for for the next podcast so yeah i'm excited for that yeah and then they can talk about a failure and then we can all sort of collaborate on and, exactly and try and retro what uh what what are the learnings from that failure and and that's yeah that's exactly that's that's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast in the first place is just to kind of shed some light that you know failures don't have to be seen as quote-unquote failures or that you are a failure Yeah, yeah right there's there's a negative stigma that exists behind them but really they're just their lessons to be learned from and, and to help propel you towards success. Yeah, I think that's something that's always resonated with me and why I'm so excited about doing this is um, I think and I've, I've seen from some other smart people out there that um, learning from one's mistakes, both your own and others, can actually be a catalyst for success. Um, and so when trying to, you know, come up with, uh, with this, it's just, that's what resonates with me most. Yeah. And actually to the second point, that's actually, uh, I'm kind of glad that you brought that up is actually being able to observe other people's again, quote unquote failures as well. And yeah. being able to recognize those to, to help yourself. Yeah. I mean, I can't <clears throat> like you go into a conference or a meetup or something, um, like, you know, when we were in, we were in San Francisco, um, so I'm a 500 startups alumni. Oh, I forgot um, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a fuck up right yeah. there. That's all right. <laughs> um, we were in batch 20 before everything imploded <laughs> here in Canada, at least. <laughs> um, and that was an incredible experience. But when we were down in, in San Francisco, we actually um, organized a meetup which is that uh, we had a whole fucking podcast on that. It's way more work than anyone thinks. But yeah. w- w- the format that I wanted to go from was fireside chat. And the reason is, is because it's anecdotal. It's like just talking about failures or just stories. And just, and I mean, I'm just playing off of m- my own sort of um, style, mm-hmm. but that's how I learn. Right. I can't, um, again, probably another reason why I didn't do so hot in school is, um, 
you know, I can't really learn without the this the story or the anecdotal nature right, right. of it. Like I can't just read something and retain it. I yeah. have to I have to relate to it in a certain way. Relate to it and and <clears throat> even, you know, be there to to, yeah, to or experience it, it right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So we'll jump into the fuck ups of the day. Yeah, we will. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first sure. again then. So okay. my fuck up, not not necessarily today, but within the past two weeks, like I was telling you before, <coughs> is um, you know I was running through our sales pipeline. I was I was reaching out to prospective clients, and what we've done using Yesware is um, we've set up these these email templates to um, well to email these clients or these perspectives so at our very first touch point we have a couple of different templates that we choose from depending on either location or the type of event business that they're running etc so on so anyways within the past two weeks i've actually ended up fucking up on or or failing or however you want to put it um and using the wrong name in the email (laughs) so i've done that twice within the past two weeks and it's like it's one of those things that just drives me nuts because oh, I know your it, heart like, sinks oh, when the minute you realize, you've especially done it. if it's like a pretty decent sized business or a, in our case, event that mm-hmm. we want to get on the platform. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's it's just like one of those things that shouldn't happen, but it does happen. It does. And again, the lesson there is just for myself and really anyone else in my position just to be a bit more careful and do some some more quality control. At least you right. didn't send out a mass email and it had like, <laughs> hey, name, exclamation mark. Oh, That's the worst. That just gave me shivers. Yeah. I if, uh, if my head of growth, Johnny K, is ever listening to this, he'll attest that I fought him so hard on this like marketing campaign we do now, which is actually probably the one of the most successful things we do for our inbound marketing. It's like a drip campaign, but I fought him because I, I wanted it to be human. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to seem like a, a template email. A robot. A, yeah, a robot. And I was so afraid of these like little nuances and fit and failing on like... And then here's a great anecdote. I let him do it and it's been the most successful thing we've ever done. You know, um, I think like the paranoid succeed, but, but still. Yeah. Especially if it's, it's uh, you know, new territory for yeah. you too, right? You just want to make sure that you're taking all the right yeah. and necessary steps to make yeah. sure everything's in place. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. And yourself. My, my, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a good My one. <laughs> failure. So you may have heard us say a few times again or <laughs> another, and that's because this is our second try of this, of the first podcast. Um, I may or may not, but probably did not hit record. And, <laughs> and so we're sitting here like talking, we're like 30 minutes in to the recording and then we see this like yellow loop thing and like that doesn't look like it's recording just, <laughs> just keeps looping and i and stopped looping. it and sure enough uh, here we are again round two but yeah. this is so much better this is better right yeah it feels round good. round one was good but i feel like <laughs> round one was a warm-up yeah like this is the yeah, real we needed deal, right that. we needed that yeah. we're here to stay that's right right <laughs> so there's learnings there there's learnings there um okay awesome so the, we don't have a guest today, but um, we sort of decided on a topic to talk about for the bigger fail. Yeah. Um, and so it's about scaling your team too quick. Um, 
Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. We're so we're a team of six right now, um, and oh, so when we were in five hundred start, yeah, full time, yeah. And when we were at five hundred startups, we were the anomaly, and like that, I think it's a Canadian thing a little bit. Like, it's it's got to be, yeah, yeah it's um, got to be because we were among a lot of two and three man teams, yeah, which is you know, quote unquote, the norm for it is. I mean, for the industry, you don't know right? what so, you don't know. Right. Exactly. But, but it makes sense in hindsight. It does. Right? And hindsight is always 2020. Right. Yeah. So, um, I know if, if we can, we can shift over to the interns that you've, you've hired because, yes, because I really liked the point you were making about, um, not having it figured out yourself and then trying to bring people onto that, which is like super ironic for us because OB helps teams onboard employees. Right. And I remember like onboarding some of our first employees and being like, this is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. This is a problem for big companies. Yeah. So anyway, go, go ahead with the. Yeah. And this is uh it's funny because it's also something that I've been thinking of um, as of late. And I think it's because we just went through another round of, of interns this past summer. Um, but mm -hmm. our, our very first summer, taking in a cohort of interns was it was either last summer or it actually might have even been the one before i can't really remember um off the top of my head which one it was but it was a huge fuck up and, and disaster um now you know you might not have noticed that from outside of the company but just from inside it's like one of those things like like you just said it's just the fact that we didn't know who we were yeah. ourselves. We yeah. lacked a lot of experience, um, not just in the onboarding process, but also managing a team yeah. under you. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's I, not abnormal. No, it's not. No. no. And that's that's part of the whole learning process, yeah. right? But it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where like internships, especially, they need to be sort of 50-50, like the intern needs to provide the company with obviously some sort of value there yeah. where they're actually getting shit done yeah and on the flip side the company is there to provide the intern with relevant work experience and for us like i said we just we were at the point where we were so fresh that we we lacked an identity for ourselves and and for the company as a whole like we we had no idea what our five-year or ten-year vision was so for us to try to relay that information and to try to teach these things to an intern when we didn't know what they were was almost an impossible feat right and yeah. we learned that very quickly so our next round of interns the following summer or even throughout the school year we've had a shitload of interns yeah i think you have <laughs> <laughs> they, they come and go we've had some really stellar ones who just like you know surprise the shit out of us at, at the work that they do for example this past summer um we've had a, a great batch of of interns which we were fortunate about but I think the reason why it went so smoothly too and a lot better this, this time around is because we're at a point in our company right now or in our life cycle where we actually know who we are to some degree. We're mm -hmm. still obviously evolving um, and we actually have tasks and relevant things for them, meaningful things for them to work on and, and, and to accomplish and to yeah. work towards. Right? Yeah. You don't, I think when you bring people on, you don't realize that that eats up your time yes. to um, provide them with things to be productive. And then, you know, then you'll get your ROI. But I remember <clears throat> it was, we were listening to some, 
talk while we were at 500 and and uh, I had never heard this statistic before but it was like two if you hire an engineer expect to get like engineer number two expect to get 75% output from them and then engineer three like 65% and then engineer four Mm. like 55% because with each engineer comes bureaucracy and comes like red tape and um, um, knowledge transfer right. and things like that where it actually slows you down and that's really my main point in trying to reflect on like bringing on the people who like by the way I can't imagine lopping anyone off right because <laughs> once you have them you're screwed which is like kind of why we want to talk about this so we can stop yeah, some it, other people from making those it, mistakes exactly because you yeah. do need them you do now need we need them, them. but w- what I find is it's uh, you know so we we deploy the agile um, scrum methodology for um, like sprint planning for for our product development and um, so every two weeks we have an hour retrospective meeting that goes and we try and learn from things that did or didn't go well um, the last two weeks and then an hour planning for the next two weeks and. <clears throat> Those meetings, it's supposed to be two hours as per like the standard yeah. of whatever agile. And it's hard trying to keep it under. It's, like, that's it's tough crazy. to squeeze that into, in, into two hours. It is, but it's because there's so many, there's, there's too many cooks in the kitchen now. Right. Right. Because now we have like, it's sad, but we kind of have many departments. Right. And so, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put something straight into dev when I might need to get, give it to my head of product so she can prioritize, organize, split up the work between like things like that, Yep. that, you know, now are a necessary evil. And there is ROI on that, but if you can if you can do without for longer, yes, y- you will realize speed. And I think that's one of the things. Um, well, it's it's the thing that a startup uses to compete with um, like monolithics is is they're be able to be agile. You can make quicker decisions and you can move faster. But when you add those variables, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. You are. Yeah, you're just you're adding to the complexity of you know, the whole bigger picture too, yeah. right? So it kind of, you know, as you as you add one resource that might help you in the long run, but it also does slow things down, like yeah. you said, right? You, yeah. you don't become as nimble or as yeah. agile or as swift exactly. as you once were. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, so just one, like, anecdote that that I'm, I'm remembering um, is, like, my first, so there's three founders. You could say, like, the three of us were full-time from the beginning. Obviously, it's never as, like, simple as that to explain, but let's just call it that. So there's three of us. And that's, like, what we said was, like, the norm. Yeah. And and so we had experience, or, sorry, head of experience, um, CTO, and CEO. So yeah. kind of, like, a, an interesting org structure. Um, and my first hire was design because I'm a very design-centric company and everything. If you if you guys check out Obi um, online, within Slack, wherever, uh, just just note that all of those designs are Chris's. They are. They are that you're you're uh, and they're making pretty, me blush. They're pretty <laughs> damn good. Nice. And I, nice. Right? You like nice. that? No pun intended. O- Obi is a beaver, just yes. in case you guys are not <laughs> yes. aware of that. Canada. Canada strong. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting that like my first hire, I always think about this. It was a designer and like, I don't regret that. But when I inevitably had to let them go for fit, which 
but like we said, is a, is a whole nother topic. It's you a know, whole fit is to- just, yeah. oh, it's, it's way more important, let's just say that, than anything else. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that I didn't rehire them because I figured, okay, I'm an okay designer. I will fill that gap. And now I don't have another barrier, essentially. It's not like, right. and I don't mean that like all my people are barriers. That's not, that's not the point I'm trying to make, but it does, it adds complexity. That's exactly um, it. And I think like we're both in p- positions where we figured out that complexity and we can, we now know how to optimize for it, but we could have saved time earlier on and yeah, run Yeah, exactly. And, that, right? and that's, you know, that's just part of the whole learning process. Right. Right. Exactly. Which is a really, it's, I don't know, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing for sure. And it's like, just going back to that, adding more layers and people and resources and, and just, you know, adding to the whole complexity. It's like we talked about before, um, really every single functional area in your business needs to be kind of par and on the same level. If one of those falls behind, then the whole operation falls behind. Especially at this you're, stage, right? Exactly. Because you're only really as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. Right. So everything needs to be running like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And just to give everybody a little bit of context, I guess, um, for each particular venture, we're pretty well at similar stages. Like yeah. um, we both raised a little bit of angel or pre-seed capital. We're both, um, you know, product and market and um, early revenue. Yep. So that just gives you know a little bit of perspective on like the stage and and where those learnings are coming from. And we're certainly not trying to say that we have the answers. This the whole point of this is to share think, anecdotes. Yeah, and I think the whole point of this is because we don't have right. all the answers, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but we we've definitely um, learned along along yeah. the way. And I think how this this will be funny. I think. It's pretty selfish of us too, because I think we learn from rehashing some right. of this <laughs> and dissecting it and be like, yeah. oh yeah, that that is a major learning, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So is that a wrap of podcast one of the art of the fail? Uh I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really have like a concrete plan on, on no. when we wanted to end the first one, but I, I think we've got through quite a pretty good discussion yeah right? that's cool i'm excited for the talks to come yes me too yeah so, so as we as we pointed out earlier we do have a couple of guests already lined up which the both of us are really excited to bring mm-hmm. on yeah and so uh i guess a, just a shameless plug here would be we're both sort of working on this thing called startups in canada um again kind of like um coming full circle and sh- just showing our passion for like this ecosystem at large, uh, in particular, the Canadian startup and tech and entrepreneurship ecosystem. Um, as Chris is wearing his, uh, yeah. his 500 <laughs> yeah, strong 500 shirt right now. Shirt. Love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. What a <laughs> knob I am. Um, and so, uh, if there's any founders listening, um, we sort of have a partnership with a list, which is, um, a Canadian, uh, startup founder community yes. peer-to-peer founder group um most of the magic happens on slack and so um if you're a founder let me know and i can nominate you to that that community um but we also started hosting coffee meetups do you want to talk about that for a second we did yeah so the uh i'll, I'll give it a go and you can kind of fill in uh, yeah, fill in the blanks because sure. you might be a better better fit for that but yeah the coffee meetups essentially are just to bring a group of founders together and uh more or less just talk shop 
talk shop. I <laughs> almost stumbled on that one. Um, <clears throat> general business and just together, I guess, talk about the, the ecosystem, the ecosystem in large, um, problems that maybe we're all experiencing. Yeah, that so was the just, point I was going to make. Yeah. We were kind of talking about that on the way over here is like, entrepreneurship is a lonely motherfucker. Yes. Um, and, uh, and you don't realize the things you're going through. Um, other people have or are going through that. Um, and even in your back backyard. And so I think that's the, if there's a one thing that, that the coffees do is just bringing together founders to talk about, you know, both, both hardships and the positives, right? What are we celebrating this week or this month rather? Right. They're monthly. Um, and just, yeah, remind us that, you know, there's at least a few crazies. Yes. A few, (laughs) a few of us. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're better at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. That's, that's, that's a wrap, I guess. It's a wrap. All right. Thanks for listening guys. And hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thank you.